0: The Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop and Jonesboro and crumblecookies.com.
1: All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry.
2: Good morning, Brandon Baxter.
1: Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is August the 16th of 2023. It's kind of weird. We've said this every day this week, but for some people, today's the first day of school.
2: So welcome back.
1: (laughs) Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess technically if you could start on Wednesday and almost be halfway through the week, that's good.
2: Yeah, it is. I think it helps. It just kind of lessens the blow from like everything starting back so quick. But does that just
1: mean you go a couple extra days? Like do all school districts have a certain number of days they have to hit? I think so. Okay. So it kind of works out in the end. Uh, Let's see here. Today is National Rum Day. Okay. So that's not bad. I remember no. there's something about being out in the sun, like on the beach, where when you're out there and the rum is tasting good, man. Oh, It's just tropical. Remember how you told me you could drink that all day? I remember you saying.
2: Yes, like, sure. Pina coladas.
1: Like uh, today's also National Tell-A-Joke Day.
2: All right. I've got some good jokes today.
1: <laughs> and it's National Roller Coaster Day as well. This show will be a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it That's is every day. Pretty much a guarantee.
0: The best way to start your day. Arkansas Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
1: So we mentioned just moments ago today's National Rum Day. Yes. Uh, Kelly used to drink a lot of rum. We had to have to talk with her about that work. <laughs>
2: that is not
1: true. <laughs> She says in the summer she's on island time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it is funny. On the islands, man, you go out there and you can start drinking around at like 8 o'clock in the morning. Tropical. It's fine. Come on now. Uh, they were talking about a deal. They've done this uh, research deal trying to figure out the best food. If you've had too much to drink and you don't uh, feel your best when you wake up, they okay. call that a hangover. Oh. They're talking about the favorite places around the country to go if you have one of those. Okay. And a lot of times, you know, you need maybe some some water. Yes. But some food sometimes. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: Electrolytes, maybe?
1: Yeah, Kelly was telling me she normally likes greasy foods after that.
2: You do this every time you want to talk about yourself, but sure, go ahead.
1: No, there's something about that where it's like, ooh, that hits, right? In the South and in Arkansas in specific, uh, the most popular place if you have a hangover to go is Waffle House.
2: Okay, all right. And I can see that, man. Bacon, waffles, get you some biscuits, some toast up gravy. on it. the
1: hash browns covered, mm. smothered and topped and all that yeah. kind of good stuff. I'll tell you the one thing that I went uh to Waffle House and it probably wasn't the best idea. Uh, I had my wrestling buddy, the superstar Bill Dundee. He was over. We were watching like NASCAR and drinking some beer the night before and stuff like that. You're, you're that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the next morning we decided we were going to go out and grab waffle house because like that was a place, all the wrestlers, especially the older wrestlers would go to because it was one of the only places open all night.
2: Yeah. 24 seven,
1: you know, so you think about like in the, in the early eighties, where were the wrestlers going to go? Waffle house was the spot. They were on the highways. The waffle house is there. The, the yellow sign is lit up. They pull over and they'd have their, their meal there, their protein and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so Bill and I go there the following morning after the NASCAR and I got an omelet I thought that's a good good choice. Lots of eggs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The problem was, I had my omelette topped with chili. It was a chili omelette.
2: That's gross, Brandon. And the
1: morning after watching NASCAR and having beverages with Phil Dundee.
2: An idiot. And when I think you can't be any more of an idiot. I'm just
1: going to tell you that when the chili hits, Mm -mm.
0: (laughs) the day after, oh Mm -mm. goodness. From Arkansas for Arkansas, this is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
1: All right, good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show.
2: High five. High five.
1: Hey, a big high five goes out today to Kevin Ford. He works at the airport in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. It's the McCarran International Airport. I believe you've flown into there. Yes. I might have met Kevin. He is a cook and cashier at the Burger King in the airport in Vegas. Okay. He's worked there for 27 years, Kelly. Ooh. He's never missed one day of work. So Burger King was like, you know what? We're going to do something really cool for him to celebrate 27 years and never missing a day at work. They gave him a goodie bag. It was like a drawstring backpack with movie uh-huh. tickets and a Starbucks cup and some candy. Some <laughs> lifesavers. <laughs> Pins and keychains. So Kevin was real cool about it. He went to his social media, and you might have even seen this back on TikTok or something. But he's like, hey, just did 27 years thanks to Burger King. And people saw that, and they thought, man, Kevin's worked for 27 years for the same place in the airport and never missed a day of work. So they started a GoFundMe for him, and um, so far, the GoFundMe has yes. had 13,500 donations Aww. for a total amount over $400,000.
2: My goodness.
1: Including a $5,000 donation from David Spade himself.
2: Oh, take that Burger King. (laughs) So
1: Kevin Ford says he's going to use the money to visit his grandchildren, and he wants to help subsidize his retirement. That's great. That's cool, man. Mm -hmm. Because even though Burger King did something nice for him, they didn't do something that nice Mm -hmm. for him. But America did. So here's to you, Kevin Ford from the Burger King in Vegas. It's an Arkansas morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to (laughs)
0: rightfiber.com. Wake up, wake up while the radio plays. Arkansas wakes up with Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Arkansas's morning show.
1: Doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is August the 16th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words
0: for you.
2: Good morning, Arkansas!
0: This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
1: We have Country Music News today on Luke Combs. i in! So Luke Combs, he has one of the biggest tours that's out in 2023, and he's already announced dates for next year. So the Growing Up and Getting Old tour continues, and a lot of these dates are going to be stadium dates with two night stands and he's doing something different this time he's going to have different opening acts on each night so if he comes uh, let's say to your city like the closest he's going to be to us is houston he'll have two different opening acts in houston so he says you can come to both shows and kind of get different shows based on that Uh, you can find out more about all of those dates if you go to lukecombs.com.
2: we have country music news today on shania twain who's
0: been have your boots been on?
2: So, Shania's headed back to Vegas for her third residency. It kicks off in May of next year at Planet Hollywood. And Shania says we can expect all the hits. Okay.
1: I would assume that show's probably a bunch of fun,
0: right?
2: Shania
1: Twain in Vegas.
2: If one of the ladies wants to get a girl trip together, I am in. (laughs) To find out more about Shania's come-on-over residency, go to ShaniaTwain.com.
1: And country music news today on Chris Young.
0: Hey, Chris Young
1: has shocked a lot of people who haven't seen him in a minute because he's revealed a shirtless selfie on his Uh social media. Uh, And he's also showing us he's lost 60 pounds this year. Oh,
2: my goodness.
1: He says he's dedicated on working on himself, including his music and time in the gym. And he says he's not done yet, but he's down 60 pounds so far. He
2: looks great. And you know, if someone does a shirtless, um, a man does a shirtless picture, he's serious. Because you don't think of Chris Young just... Going around shirtless like Matthew McConaughey, but man, good job.
1: 60 pounds. Yeah. That's incredible. You can find out more about that and see those pictures on uh, social media when you search Chris Young. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
0: Wake up, y'all. Wake up. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
1: All right, it's back to school time for a lot of people. And if you're going back to school, maybe the kids are going back to school. Maybe the parents are celebrating the kids going back to school. (laughs) Imagine what a box of Crumble cookies can do uh, for everybody's attitude, the parents who are sad, the parents who are happy, the kids who are upset. Imagine everybody opening up a box of Crumble cookies. There's tons of great flavors available this week at Crumble.
2: On the menu, cookies and cream, a marble dark chocolate. Chocolate and vanilla cookie topped with a white drizzle and crumbly cookies and cream pieces.
1: They also have the caramel shortbread featuring Twix. This is a shortbread inspired cookie filled with Twix pieces. Then they top that with a gooey layer of caramel, chili milk chocolate and crunchy chopped Twix pieces.
2: How about the hummingbird cake? Our take on the southern classic, a spiced pineapple banana cake topped with vanilla cream cheese frosting and a crunch of toasted pecans.
1: They have the snickerdoodle as well. This is the classic vanilla sugar cookie that they then roll in a sparkly cinnamon sugar crust.
2: And the mystery cookie this week. Is it one of your favorites or something you haven't tried yet? It's a mystery.
1: And the milk chocolate chip. It's the classic cookie. It's thick, it's soft, and it's packed with a million and a half milk chocolate chips.
2: Check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You
1: can also download the Crumble Cookies app or check him out online at crumblecookies.com.
0: She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas' Morning Show.
2: Did you know the cartoon version of Inspector Gadget never revealed his real name? But in the 1999 movie with Matthew Broderick, they say his name is John Brown. What? I would have yeah. never guessed
1: that. I used to watch I used to watch it all the time. Because you'd have like the extending arms. Go,
2: go, gadget arms. Yeah,
1: and then this thing will self destruct.
2: Have you seen the Matthew Broderick movie with when he was Inspector Gadget?
1: You mean to tell me Ferris Bueller is also Inspector Gadget? Yes, he was. Really? I don't know if I can see that.
2: Yeah. Did you know both George Washington and Andrew Jackson hosted rooster fights on the White House lawn? My how things have changed.
1: <laughs> and then other presidents have hosted those <laughs> other places. Right,
2: yeah. Okay, yeah. And did you know the band Chicago originally called themselves The Big Thing. But since they were from the Chicago area, they changed their name to Chicago Transit Authority. But then later on they just went with Chicago because it was just easier. Yeah. But think about it, Chicago has brought us some of the best songs.
0: Baby, you're the mean-
2: Why do you have that grin on your face?
0: Was this in Goonies? Or I in cannot. A movie? Stand it was it a big movie? Was you. it Goonies? No,
1: it wasn't Goonies. I think that was in a movie. It sounds like a movie song. I think this it's song was
2: in a lot of movies.
0: Oh, okay, not Goonies.
2: And if you didn't know, no. now you know.
0: The Wake Up Arkansas Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. The best
2: start to my day.
0: So the whole blindside
1: story with Michael Orr continues. Yeah. So in case you haven't heard just yet, Michael Orr, who was uh, the football player in the blindside, that movie, uh, was taken in by the Tui family. And he was was young. He was a college kid. He was an athlete. And they were trying to help him through it. So Michael Orr came back to say the family basically stole all of his money. Mm. They used him. Things weren't as they seemed in the movie, and uh, he wants to sue them. The family has revealed through their lawyer, this is the Tui family, they say that Michael Orr came to them and wanted $15 million. Mm. Because his family is well off, but evidently they were kind of well off before they yeah. took in mm-hmm. Michael Orr. Uh, their story is, is you know he came in trying to say, hey, I want all this money. And they're like, hey, we didn't trick you into anything. We literally were there to help you out. Uh, they say that uh, they wanted to help him get his uh, driver's license, to help him get into college, health insurance, and all that. But because he was 18, they couldn't adopt him. Right. He was already 18 mm-hmm. years old. You can't adopt somebody who's over the age of 18. That's why they they did the conservatorship yeah. with him. And that's mm-hmm. where he's saying saying the whole thing's messy because he's saying, "Oh no, they never adopted me like they tried to portray
2: it as." Ugh. I wonder what's what else is going on in his life. Does he is he, so he's still not he does not play football anymore, right? No, he doesn't play. Okay.
1: So And the story is is that uh, this family was worth like hundreds of millions of dollars before mm-hmm. Michael Orr came into the family, and that's why they were able to help is because they had extra money, and they saw a player who they saw that could be good, mm-hmm. and you know, they had this belief in him, and he was possibly not going to be able to make it, and they wanted to help him make it. That's kind of their story.
2: Yeah. Gosh. Uh,
1: their story is they're heartbroken over what's happened, and they hope to reconcile at some point, but they also say, hey, we're not going to sit here and just – Let you attack us publicly and not defend ourselves and tell the truth. They say the truth as he came to them for $15 million. The family says they only got a few thousand dollars for the movie and that they always wanted to share that money, that revenue with Michael Orr.
2: Yeah, and that's really the only thing I know about the whole situation is from the movie. And you know how movies are. You don't know what all they 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 kind of amp up for, you know. For a movie or sure. whatever. So I, I saw somebody on TikTok going, oh, you should take, San- I think Sandra Bullock won something yeah. for playing her. And they're like, you should take that away. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Because she, right.
1: she did a great job. She portrayed this real life person. Right. But because the real life person's in the middle of the problem, right. let's take away whatever the award mm-hmm. was. There's other people who have come out to say, hey, Michael Orr's doing the wrong thing here that this family literally was trying to help. And, and nobody probably really knows all of the details except for the people involved. Yeah. But everybody wants to pick a side on who they mm-hmm. want to side with and
2: believe. So I hate that.
1: That's a story that will continue to develop over the next little bit. We'll see what happens with that. And we'll keep you up to date on what's happening with the Tui family, Michael Orr, and the whole premise of the blind side. <laughs>
3: I know this sounds crazy. Believe
0: me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy.
2: You've probably heard of people going to a park or a cemetery or something and hiding out and not leaving when the place, you know, closes and then they stay overnight until the morning. (laughs) Well, two people were caught having an illegal sleepover in the Eiffel Tower. What? (laughs) They were American tourists and they were able to dodge security one night and weren't caught until until the guards were making their rounds before opening uh, that next day. Well, officials say the tourists were drunk, but it's not clear if they accidentally passed out up there or if it was their plan they hatched while under the influence. The security guards noted that they didn't seem to pose any threat, but it again is against the rules, so they filed a criminal complaint with the police. But it sounds like a minor trespassing sort of thing where they're probably going to get fined, but there aren't any specifics on what they're, what else they'll be hit with yet.
1: Yeah, can you imagine the story, though, for the rest of their lives? <laughs> Y'all, we spent the night in the Eiffel Tower. It's almost worth it, I think. I know. That's funny.
2: Well, speaking of having a sleepover in the Eiffel Tower, what is it called when plumbers have a sleepover?
1: Oh, mm. what is it called when plumbers have a sleepover?
2: A slumber potty. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: No, you didn't. And there's even more proof oh. that people are crazy.
0: You're listening to Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Alright, Kelly
1: Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people?
2: Let's do it.
1: Let's do the birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wait. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, August the 16th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Annie Whitaker of Paragould, who celebrates today. Giovanni Rivas is eight years old today. Happy birthday from Mama and Papa Jeff. and They love you and all that kind of Happy stuff. Happy birthday. Uh, Amara K of Fort Smith is celebrating it today. Roxanne Whitaker from Wynn. Camila Honda, of Jonesboro celebrates a birthday today. Jacqueline Kitchens in Conway has a birthday and Carrie Hirons of Marmaduke celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say Happy, happy birthday. birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities.
2: Happy Birthday today to one half of Dan and Shay. Dan Smyers is 36 today. Happy Birthday.
0: When I taste tequila Ya, up the their current
1: Sheesh. single, their newest one, is called Save Me the Trouble. Don't you
0: me the
1: trouble? Dan Spires, Can't Dan, Dan and Shay, 36.
2: Happy birthday today to Emily Strayer from The Chicks. She's 51. You might remember her better as Emily Robinson, but from The Chicks. Emily Strayer of the Chicks, 51. Happy birthday to Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. He's 54 today. Happy birthday to one of my favorite people in the whole world, Steve Carell, is 61 today. Of course, he plays Michael Scott on The Office. Yep. Happy birthday to James Cameron, who's 69. Of course, he writer, write it, write it. Writed. <laughs> <laughs> Writer and director of Avatar, Titanic, Terminator. Uh, he also created Dark Angel. Yeah. Happy birthday today to Kathy Lee Gifford. She's seventy. I watched so many shows with her in it. Uh, what was it with Regis? Yeah. Live with Regis and Regis Kathy, and Kathy Lee. Lee.
1: And I'll tell you this: back in the day, and and she was a lot older than me. I kind of thought she was hot. Like there was some weird thing about her okay that's weird I should not have admitted (laughs) that (laughs) I take it
2: back so happy birthday to (laughs) Kathy Lee Gifford happy birthday to Reginald Vell Johnson he's 71 he played Carl Winslow on Family Matters and happy birthday today to Madonna guys she's 65 oh my gosh
1: So we could do a bunch of madonna stuff right happy birthday to madonna
2: when you call my name it's like i'm down on my knees i wanna take you
1: madonna's birthday turning
2: 65 today.
1: Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Madonna, mm-hmm. who turns 65 today. Happy birthday, Madge.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Hope you have a good one,
0: ladies and gentlemen. This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome
4: back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show
0: now. Back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We are joined this morning by the man that everybody loves to call Doctor Feelgood. He's, feel He's the one that makes you feel.
0: Alright. He's the one they call.
1: Feel good. He's gonna be your Frankenstein.
0: Doctor you Shades Dr.
1: Dr. Shane Spites. Dr. Dr. Shane Spites. Y'all, he is the king of the campus at Arkansas State University. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Dr. Shane Spites, who joins us this morning. And again, as much fun as we have, like singing to him and Mm -hmm. joking around with him, He's the dean of a college. <laughs> <laughs> a medical school. <laughs> I think sometimes I forget about that.
5: But but hands down, the highlight of my week is when you guys sing to me. Oh, I, I, I can't lie. You I know. can't lie. That's that's the highlight.
1: Hey, no, you're pretty good at social media. It seems like you're always surrounded by students who want to further their education, get into the medical field. And I saw you made a post. I guess uh, your second-year students are coming back this year, right? This week?
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had our so, – our first-year students, you know, they started orientation last week, We had our white coat ceremony last Friday. And then our second-year students started back with a with a brief orientation, and they're already hitting it hard now. And so this is an exciting year for them. They've got – this is their, really their last year of, like, classroom and book work before they go out and start working in the hospitals and the clinics. Um, later, uh, next summer, they'll start doing that. So they're, they're all excited about that.
1: What's the oldest student you have in, in the college right now? Do you know? 51. Oh, that's incredible!
5: I think fifty-one or fifty. I mean, it was you know, and that's a that's an interesting story. Um, for a long time, and I'm gonna go a little bit down a down down a path. So just bear with me. Okay. Years and years ago, and some places are still like this. It was like you had to be the you know the the if you weren't the smartest kid in your class, if you didn't graduate valedictorian in high school, if you didn't. You know, do all these things through college, and you're just literally the top one percent of your class. And basically, you couldn't go to med school, mm-hmm. and that was it. And you had to go, you had to follow, you had to go follow this strict pattern of, I'm going to be the valedictorian in high school, I'm going to do phenomenal in college, and I'm going to go straight into med school. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is some things started changing, and medical school started allowing in like non-traditional students or students that maybe had other careers. And then they went back, and and I'll be honest, I actually fell into that category. Uh, myself, mm-hmm. and it was—it's been amazing because individuals that have had um, other other employment opportunities, maybe they took up, they, they went to college, you know. Like for me, I got a business degree. Mm-hmm. A business degree doesn't get you in, into medical school, mm-hmm. um, but I went to work as a paramedic and as a firefighter, and I, and I did all that. And just really enjoyed medicine and enjoyed healthcare, and then I went back and actually went to a state and got all my pre-med requirements and went to got my coursework for medical school. So that was a non-traditional path um, but those individuals typically bring a whole different view of medicine mm-hmm. and what I mean they've got their life experiences that they bring so in terms of being able to connect with a patient um, it's just it's just been fascinating to see that and, and its um, it, I always enjoy seeing students we, and we always have uh, some students like that in our classes and I always enjoy speaking with them and talking to them. Um, Uh, it's, It's just really unique, and I think it's amazing that more medical schools are doing that, too, are recognizing that you don't have to follow this rigid pattern to become a physician.
1: I think it's neat, too, because, you know, a lot of schools are going back this week. Some people are going back for their first day today, and you're going to have a lot of people in the car who are like, oh, my gosh, I would love to be a doctor. i love to dream of being a doctor, but how do I do that? There's actually ways, and we've actually seen this happen over the last year, where people have gone and done their entire schooling in northeast Arkansas from elementary school all the way to medical school. And now they're practicing physicians, and they never had to leave northeast Arkansas.
5: You're absolutely right. And that's that's an amazing um, thing that we have here in Northeast Arkansas. You've got a great university in Arkansas State University. We've got great school districts all around Northeast Arkansas. So you can finish at your K-12 institution, whatever school district you're at. You can go to A-State. You can come over to NYITCOM, which is on the A-State campus, do your four years of medical school. And then you can do, certainly here locally, we have two internal medicine residency programs And a family medicine residency program, which is the training you do after medical school, Mm -hmm. and you can become fully board-certified physicians uh, in those specialties and never leave Northeast
1: Arkansas. (laughs) That's incredible. That's so neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if people want to find out more, I know, you know, obviously we're beginning this semester, but there's going to be young people who are trying to make plans for their future. How can they get information on that?
5: So we've, uh, you can go to our website. We've got nyt.edu slash Arkansas. Okay. Um, you know, you can just, or you can just Google search NYT Arkansas, and it'll come up in, in the Google search. Um, and then under that, there's like an About section there. You can click on that and find out all kinds of information. You can come by and do tours. Um, you know, we're always – and we're excited to talk to anybody just about being in healthcare. You know, we don't expect everybody to go to medical school, but nursing um, – there's a huge demand for nursing. You know, you've, got, you've got PTOT, speech therapy. There's going to be um, demand in the healthcare field for the foreseeable future. And so I, I think if it's something that people are interested in, uh, you know, kids are interested in, we absolutely want to talk to you and see if we can find a place for you.
1: Again, it's the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State. Uh, we talked about back to school. Is this the time of year where we're about to see everybody starting to get sick because kids are back together?
5: You know, that's a that's a really good question. We are, and I know this is, this is a, a dirty um, uh, topic, we are seeing a spike in some COVID cases right now, and it's a, a specific COVID variant that we're seeing. Um, I expect that will kind of come up and kind of go down. People are, most people are getting hospitalized or staying homesick with it. You're home for a few, few days. Some people are losing sense of smell and taste, like the old COVID, uh, fever, um, sore throat, congestion, nasal congestion, muscle aches. That's kind of what we're seeing. Um, adults seem to be having a little more trouble than, than we're seeing with kids. However, I want to say this, and this is, and, and you're going to hear me probably repeat this for the next couple of months for sure um, at different intervals. We've got to be careful about influenza this year. So flu is a big deal. Mm. What we do is we look at other areas of the world that are, that are having their winter now. So, you know, we're in the summer, we're in the tail end of summer, and so down in Australia, They've been having winter. So in June, you know, when it was hot here in July, it was cold down there. So it's kind of a flip-flop. So that's yeah. when their winter season is. Well, that's when their flu season is. So we always watch their flu season to kind of get an idea of what our flu season is going to be like because that's kind of a predictor. They've gotten hammered in the in the pediatric population. So their kids have gotten really sick. A lot of hospitalizations, between 70 to 80% of their hospitalizations, have been kids oh, wow. between zero to four and between five to 15. Hmm. And looking at it, and it was a test, it's influenza type B is what it is. And so when they dig deeper and they put out stuff just like our CDC does, the vaccine that they had available actually covered for that strain of flu. And so they're kind of scratching their heads on it. Well, when they looked at it, the vaccination rates are really low this year in in Australia. only like twenty three percent of the kids aged zero to four got vaccinated. Only thirteen percent of the kids aged five to fifteen got the flu vaccine in australia and so they're really they're really feeling the the brunt of that um by all these uh, lots of sick kids down there. There are some sick adults and there's a flu a that's that's circulating down there well that's hitting the adults but the flu b is really hurting hurting kids in australia and i say that because this is an opportunity for us to say okay look what's going on down there because our flu vaccine is going to have the same components like it'll have the protective strain of the flu that they've got going down there so if we can just get our vaccination rates up then maybe we won't see what they were seeing
1: down there you know, it's weird you say that because I haven't ever had the flu A or the flu B, but I had a flu Z one time.
2: Oh um, my gosh! You're what, an idiot. what?
1: What? what? That a good yeah,
2: one. no. How long were you? Did you there,
1: wait to say that? There aren't
2: vaccines for that, but
5: there are antibiotics. <laughs> uh-huh. uh,
1: okay, I want to go back. You mentioned vaccines. <clears throat> can I? Can I bring up something that might be uncomfortable for you because you kind of talked a lot about how important you know being vaccinated is. I think at this point, based on what we've seen with COVID, you're going to see people who are afraid of getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think about that?
5: I, I think you're right. Because I think what happened was, and and maybe it's just who we are as a society, I think, you know, you go, you rock along and, you know, your kids get, get vaccinated. Okay. yeah, And it just happens. You don't yeah. think anything about it. And it's just something you always got done. I always got my vaccines. I always got, you know, my kids always got their vaccines. They had, you know, when they were kids, they got vaccines. You know, when I was older, I got my vaccines. And to be honest with you, it's kind of on autopilot in your brain. I didn't think anything about it. Right. When this whole COVID vaccine came out, all of a sudden it got picked apart because it, it was a new technology. And then it started bringing up questions about vaccines in general. So now people start saying, well, wait a minute. Maybe I, what about these other vaccines? And, then, and we all know how that works, Searches, certainly on social media or on the Internet. Like things just take off like wildfire. Whether there's any legitimacy at all, whether there's any truth to it at all, it doesn't mean it doesn't just take off. It absolutely right. can just take off. And so I think that's what happened, even though, I mean, for example, the flu vaccine, the flu vaccine that we use, the technology we use, for the flu vaccine, we've been using since 1945. Yeah. The flu vaccine that we or the, the vaccine um, process, the MMR, the measles, mumps, rubella, we've been using that since 1971. hmm in terms of safety and how effective it is, like I mean, those are proven. I do understand questions around like the COVID vaccine and that sort of thing. But it was frustrating that that, that then spilled over into um, into other vaccines that are that are known to be safe and effective and prevent disease and hospitalization.
1: So like typically, and you mentioned, you know, we just kind of did stuff and it was just kind of the way we operated. I've never thought before what's in the flu vaccine, what's in this vaccine, what's in that vaccine. But COVID had us thinking, oh, my gosh, what's in the vaccine? Uh, and That's we never right. questioned that before until now. That's exactly right.
5: That's exactly right. And, and look, let me be clear. I mean, I'm a guy that questions everything. I mean, I, I'm not saying don't question. I'm just saying that you could easily go down a rabbit hole. Like I said, there are plenty of, of, uh, of, um, of posts and individuals out there that are going to tell you all day long, that water is going to make you sick. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that you can, you can absolutely find that. I just think you need to find somebody that you trust in the healthcare profession, you know, your, your physician or, you know, whoever you can reach out to, I um, mean, let them tell you the real story because um, I think it opened up um, Pandora's box and mm-hmm. questioning things that really have already been proven to be effective and safe.
1: But that could lead to people being more sick in the coming years because we're afraid of the vaccine,
5: right? I mean, well, and, I, and to your point, I think that's exactly what happened yeah. in Australia. I think that's exactly what happened, which is why, unfortunately, they're seeing all of these sick kids, and not just sick kids, sick kids that are being hospitalized, mm-hmm. that are on oxygen, that are requiring um, respiratory treatments and therapy. Some of them are on the ventilator. I mean, that's, it, that's a painful lesson um, to hear about all these kids in Australia that are um, that are sick.
1: So when you get the flu shot, let's say I went and got one today or we got kind of vaccinated with the flu shot. Does that mean you get a little bit of the flu, like a light dose of the, or a light case of the flu, or how does that work?
5: So it, so there's there's different types, but there's, um, there is a called a live attenuated. Um, but then there's another one that's not, that basically it just kind of, um, it's a, like a little piece of the influenza uh, virus. It's not really anything that causes you to be sick, but it's enough for your body to recognize that this is a foreign invader and it creates memory cells. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really what you want to do is you want to and early on the early 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 vaccines. They're exactly what you said. Like if a, they would get a they get the virus, they would or you know, bacteria whatever it is, they would grow it, and then they would kind of um, they would hamper it by like heating it to a high extreme and killing off most of it. Mm-hmm. And so basically, little dead fragments is what you would inject into your body. And this is like you know 100 years ago or a couple hundred years ago or more. Right. Um, and so that was the, that was the first kind of vaccine. We've obviously gotten way beyond that, um, and it's much more refined. And we actually are, our our um, current flu vaccine is grown on eggs. That's the reason why sometimes you say, "Well, if you've got an egg allergy, you, sh- you might want to be cautious, or you might want to use this different vaccine." So we have some flu vaccines that don't can, that aren't grown on eggs, um, and so that's an op- option as well. But um, they're absolutely safe and effective. This is, like I said decades and decades we've been using these flu vaccines and we know they prevent um, hospitalizations we know they prevent death we know they significantly lessen the severity of the illness where it may just be i got a little bit of a cough and runny nose but i'm not in bed for three days or i'm not hospitalized
1: actually something kelly asked me about and i don't know if you're going to have um you know and maybe it's more opinion than a real answer uh, she was telling me just the other day that a lot, a lot of times, uh, mental health, some insurances don't cover mental health. Do you think that's something we should look at as a country going forward? Oh,
5: absolutely. And some, and and let me be, let me be. Um, uh, let's jump into that. A lot of times, employers will have coverage. Um, they'll have some sort of uh, so many visits, counseling visits. Um, therapy visits or things like that so you want to check with your for those that that have an employer you may want to check with your your human resources because typically that may be an add-on benefit that they have that has been an issue and I've um, they'll get me started on on health insurance that's been that's mm-hmm. been a, an issue nationwide and uh, what we're seeing some of these health insurance companies literally literally posting multiple of billions of dollars in um, uh, in revenue mm-hmm. um, and then they're they're not you Know taking care of patients, not paying out and not um, covering patients uh, in terms of their needs. I think you're absolutely right, though. We absolutely should be covering that. When we talk about, um, and this wasn't this was before COVID, by the way, we were seeing an increase in depression and anxiety um, and all of these things. That to be honest with you, um, there is a use for medication, but counseling, um, behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. um, your psychiatrist, psychologist. I mean, all of these other tools are not being utilized to the level that they could be. Um, There's a whole lot more we could be doing than just giving a pill, so to speak. Now, I'm not minimizing that. I have patients of my own I prescribe these medications to. They work very well, but it works better in concert with some sort of other uh, uh, cognitive or some other specific therapy that's going along. And, And to your point, absolutely, insurance should be
1: covering that. Well, don't you figure, <clears throat> or don't you think that mental health has a direct relation to our physical
2: health? A million. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: There's so. no doubt. Yeah. No, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt at all. And, and that's why, and two, when we talk about, and it kind of things kind of just can unravel on you, when we talk about stress that you deal with just every day, and you'll hear me, you know, I, I kind of harp on exercise and diet and sleep. All of these things help you in terms of, reducing overall stress, reducing anxiety, reducing depressive symptoms. And so it's about this holistic approach to your health. And so yes, it has to, absolutely has to do with your diet and your activity and your sleep. In addition to hey, do you need some sort of medication for now? Do we need to be talking to a therapist or a counselor, you know, or a psychologist? It's this whole global approach that we have to take. It's not a it's not a one size fits all. And there's not a silver bullet that's going to fix you know the 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 whole problem. It's this uh, multifaceted approach.
1: Y'all, he is the king of the campus at Arkansas State University. <laughs> he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State, and he's our buddy, Doctor Shane Spites, with us this morning. Have a great week and enjoy your day at school, okay, man.
5: Guys, I appreciate you. I uh, hope everybody else has a great, great day and great week at school too. So you guys next
1: week. All right.
0: Talk to you then. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
4: welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: Well, y'all, that song right there means it's just about time. Football season's mm-hmm. right around the corner, and we're joined this morning by one of the busiest guys in the entire state of Arkansas. <laughs> He's the head coach of Arkansas State football, Coach Butch Jones. Welcome back to the show, man. What's happening with you this morning?
6: Well, good morning. As we, as you all know, we're in the middle of training camp, and as you get into the second week, kind of the grind starts to set in, but uh, really excited, excited for our event coming up on Friday. So a lot of exciting things going around, and you know, right now you're searching to find more time in the day, but can't really come up with that time. So we're moving forward, but it's been a really productive training camp, and Looking forward to continue to build and, and elevate this football team.
1: You know, it's funny because when I talk to people about you, you know, you've had you have great relationships with people around the community, but I think the thing is is we all see the fact that, you know, you put in so many hours into the football program and you're at work all day, all night, you're there on the weekends, and I think that's one thing that maybe people don't see. You know, you see the head coach and you're thinking, Oh yeah, he's got this whole team of people, and yes you do, and you have a, a great team of people, but the amount of pressure you put on yourself is probably second to none.
6: Well, it is, you know, there's high expectations, obviously, but, you know, the expectations, you know, are never as great as what you put on yourself, and there's a loyalty aspect that comes with it is getting this program right and giving uh, the community something that they can be extremely proud of and support and build something special here where game days are, you know, are a great environment and they're an event and everybody comes to the home football games. so, there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot of work that goes involved. We've got a lot of great people, a lot of great support, but you know, the hardest thing is building a football program from ground zero. We're in the phase of doing that. Um, I'm encouraged by how far we've come. So a lot of exciting things, but you're exactly right. You live it every day, and uh, it's more than just coaching football. There's a community aspect of it. There's an alumni and donor aspect to it, and then, as we all know, uh, a big recruiting aspect to it as well.
1: And you're raising up young guys who are coming to you as as a leader and a mentor, and that's there's some pressure with that too. But I was like, if we look at the history of Butch Jones, year three is typically a pretty big year for Butch Jones when he's um, with the team, right?
6: Well, we've had uh, we've had a lot of success. I believe we're thirty and nine in year <laughs> three. Everywhere we've been, but again, when you take over a program, and I think that's the thing is, every program is different from when we took over a program at central Michigan or Cincinnati or Tennessee and now Arkansas state, you have different starting points and you have different starting points of really the culture uh, the influx of young talent, uh, the recruiting base, the current recruiting. There's so much that goes into it. That's been the exciting thing. And also the challenging thing is that every stop along the way has been different. Um, you know, and there's different challenges at different places. So again, it's, putting your head down and continue to grow and work and build and build a culture and build an expectation. And then I think the other thing that sometimes people don't understand, I think you can really kind of look at it as raising your own children. You know, these are 17 to 22 year old individuals and you look at when you're raising kids uh, they all turn out a little bit different. Their own mindset's a little bit different. Some individuals develop longer than others. That's just the beauty of it, and that's what makes it fun and rewarding but challenging at the same time.
1: As you were looking at Season 3, you're kind of peering into it from the outside before you guys started uh, the fall camp. What was the big focus for Arkansas State football?
6: Well, there's a there's a number of things. I think we all know we got to get tougher as a football team and as a football program and we date back to you know the fourth quarters, and we, we put ourselves in opportunities to win games. We're ahead eight times in the fourth quarter. I've never been a part of anything like it. So I think it's the mental toughness. It's the stamina. And I think it's really the overall competitive depth uh, across the board in our football program. Have we improved our depth? Absolutely. But when you look at it, it's just like we can't get over this hump in terms of yet in in year three or what I call year two is we only have 11 seniors in the program. Mm -hmm. And so we have 45 first and second year players. So again, it's really their first lap or second lap around the track when it comes to training camp. And so again, uh, you know, we're still building and growing a program but it's been exciting to watch but I think you know continuing to make sure we have the culture in place the work capacity the mentality and just the overall standards and expectations that go into not only winning on the field but winning off the field as well
1: coach butch jones from a state football joins us this morning let's talk about the schedule just real quick uh we have three home games that all run back to back september 9th september 16th september 23rd I think that's something we all need to think about three September Saturdays to be ready for for Arkansas State uh, and we want those games to be big of course the first game at home is September the 9th against Memphis and that's going to be obviously it's one of our big games uh, but the opening week you guys are going to Oklahoma how do you judge the success of the program when you start at Oklahoma on September 2nd?
6: I think the big thing is is just you know staying the course and uh, we all know the challenge you go in you're playing a top 25 football program a story program like the University of Oklahoma it's exciting in terms of where the first game after college game day we're on at 11 (laughs) a.m. on ESPN and I think that's great for the program but uh, you have to stay the course and I think that's the thing is the teams that can manage the fan bases that can manage the natural adversities that a long football season brings about, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're going to be okay, but you got to prepare for that because at some point in time, adversity is coming. That's a known fact. So right now what you try to do is you try to prepare your mindset for that. And how do you do that? By being invested, by working exceptionally hard. And when you work hard, that builds confidence, the way you prepare on a daily basis. So those are all things we're talking about. But from a fan base standpoint, yeah, it's the first time in, in uh, program history, we have three home games in in September, so getting off to a fast start is going to be critical. The Memphis game and then the Stony Brook game are both at six PM. We did that, so you know to kind of cater to our to our great fan base and get them in the stands. And we need to start creating a home field advantage. So much about. The game of football is about momentum. Mm-hmm. And at home, uh, you know, you need the momentum behind you with your fan base. And then obviously, when you go on the road, you're responsible for creating your own momentum. So that's a lot of things that we've talked to our football team about is that word momentum.
1: Right. So you you kind of kick off momentum coming up on Friday night and what they're calling the inaugural A-State Football Kickoff Party. This is kind of what essentially looks like it's been a couple of events that have been rolled into one to make it even bigger. Uh, What are you thinking about the kickoff party coming up on Friday?
6: Well, we're we're really excited about it, and I'd like to really invite everyone to come out and support our football program, really your football program. And it is this Friday, and you're exactly right. It's one event. It was formerly Helmets and Heels and the Banquet, And we thought, hey, let's put it all together. Let's have all the men, all the women in one place. And we're doing some neat different things. The doors open at 5 o'clock. That's when the shopping will begin. But then at 5.30, we'll be able to do some X's and O's. So we'll be able to present an offensive presentation and a defensive presentation and then our weight room presentation. And then dinner begins at 6.30. The program starts at 7.30. Uh, it's $100 for individual tickets. We'll have a live auction, uh, auction, a silent auction. So we're exciting. Our players will be there. You'll be able to see our players, meet our players, meet all of our coaches. So we're looking forward to this event.
1: And for you, it's always important to have the time to connect with that fan base. You're real good. I've watched you do this and everything we've ever ever done together you go around and you want to get to know the people that are there to support your football program. That's an important part of what you do. Why is that uh, something that you focus on trying to make those connections?
6: Well, it's their football program. It's your football program. It's our community's football program. You know, when you look about it, sports bring a community together and what a better way than Arkansas state football in this community. And so to be able to kind of celebrate the kickoff party, have our, have our, families there, our players there, you know, the entire football organization in our community. And I tell you what, the response has been overwhelming. It's been exciting. As we all know, at this event last year, um, in part of the banquet, that's when Dominic Zavada was awarded his scholarship. And that's one of the best moments in time, but again, uh, you know, I'd like to really encourage everyone to come out again. That's Friday, August 18th. The doors open at 5 p.m. And then again, you want to learn about our offense, our defense, our special teams, what we do in the strength and conditioning part. So uh, you'll be able to sit in hear presentations from the coaches, a lot of laughter, a lot of food, a lot of drinks. So it's a great, great uh, time on a Friday night. Come spend a few hours with us.
1: Again, it happens this Friday night at the A-State football kickoff party. You can find out more on all of the A-State Red Wolves uh, social media platforms and channels, and also if you go to astateredwolves.com go You know, to- I
6: think one yeah. of the the big silent auction items that we're having is uh, a signed autograph football from Brandon Baxter.
0: Oh, So I know
6: great. that just that alone should bring a few people into uh, that kickoff party.
0: One
1: dollar! Yeah, very, very few people. Yeah. <laughs> <that. laughs> Hey, man, it's always good I, to, to catch up with you. I'm starting
6: the first starting bid, just so okay. you know. Oh,
1: okay. he feels sorry for he, you. It's, it's a pity bid. <laughs> That's what friends are for, though. Uh, hey, it's good to catch up with you. I know that you know it's 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 a busy time, and I can speak firsthand based on our friendship for how busy that you are. Um, uh, but we always want to open the door for you to be on whenever you want, and uh, best of luck Friday night.
6: Well, look forward to seeing you guys there on Friday night at 5 p.m., and Kelly, don't buy too much stuff with the shopping now. Don't spend all that big money. So Uh, we look forward to seeing everyone there.
1: (laughs) Friday night. We'll see you, Coach.
0: What's up? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club.
1: Hey, welcome
4: back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinch. We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right,
1: we're joined this morning by guests from City Youth Ministries. We have the director, Hannah Caddy, in studio with us. Good morning, Hannah.
7: Good morning, Brandon.
1: How are you feeling this morning?
7: Hey, I'm feeling pretty good.
1: You brought a guest with us as well, a first-timer.
7: Yes, we have Kelsey Harris with us today. She is a huge asset at City Youth.
1: What's up, Kelsey? How are you?
7: Good. How are you?
1: Good. You're going to sing this morning. Is that true?
7: (laughs) Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, Hannah, you're telling me she can sing, though.
7: Yes, she is a super talented worship leader, and she even does worship with our kids at City Youth.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Hey, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with City Youth Ministries that we wanted to uh, talk to you all about. And I guess, number one, the thing that's kind of the most pressing is uh, the Fairway to the Future 2023 golf tournament, which happens on Monday, September the 25th. And we'll get there. Uh, But for people who maybe are new to the area or they've heard of City Youth, but they're not exactly sure all that you guys offer, how would you describe that? If you were going to give a presentation this morning, tell us what City Youth Ministries means to this community.
7: Mm. I think City Youth is a, you know, an organization that provides a safe place for kids to come to learn, to grow and to play Um, We provide an after-school program and a summer program at no cost to our kids or their families, um, which is huge.
1: No, that is big. And a lot of times we hear about, you know, sometimes these, these might be young people who would either go home and there's no parent at home. Or they might just go around and, and, you know, like it's kids. Sometimes kids can find ways, because I was one of those kids who could find a way to get into trouble, and you guys are trying to give them what essentially ends up being a safe place.
7: Yeah, absolutely. You know, 100% of our kids are underserved, at-risk youth, and so um, we really are committed to to being there for children in need in our community.
1: So as we look at where that stands in 2023, because City Youth has been around for a little bit, uh, and actually for a long bit, uh, but as you look at that, is there more of a need now, Um, just based on where we are in the world, based on coming off of COVID and employment and all that stuff. Is there more of a need to help these kids?
7: Absolutely. You know, post-pandemic, we've seen an exponential rise in kids that have um, food insecurities, kids Mm -hmm. who don't have a place to go, um, who are, you know, transient. And so we need a safe, consistent place for them to come, um, to have adults to love on them, to serve them and to meet their physical and social and emotional needs.
1: How many kids can you all service with City Youth?
7: So right now we have a hundred registered students. Um, our probably max capacity would be one hundred and twenty, and so we are. Oh my um, gosh! So we are close.
1: <laughs> you're already there. Yeah. And you don't start for a couple of weeks.
7: Yeah, so we uh, kick back off right after Labor Day, um, and man, we are so excited to see their smiling faces.
1: How can our community help City Youth Ministries? Because obviously, you're saying that you want to be there to help people, and obviously, when we take care of the young people, we take care of the future of our community. But how can we, as current community, help City Youth?
7: So one of our biggest needs right now is we saw a need to be able to provide a daily snack and a dinner for all of the kids before they go home. You know, if our kids are going home hungry, then they're not going to be set up for success to come um, when they go back to school. They're not going to be able to learn. And so one of the things that we're offering right now is a sponsor, a meal program. And Kelsey's going to talk a little bit about that.
4: Yeah. So on our social media, we have um, all of our meals for um, this month and this year. Um, And you can pick a meal. And you'll sponsor our four hundred uh, students uh, oh, once awesome. a day. So yeah, yeah. Because each
7: week we we're cranking out four hundred dinners. So it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so awesome. that's we, a bunch of food. <laughs> so please help our small army.
1: No, yeah, but that's that's awesome. So when you think about that, and I guess you guys realize that food insecurity is a deal. I think I've been fortunate, and and you know my family's been fortunate. We've never dealt with that directly. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like until you hear that there's people that are doing that, you don't realize the need. Oh. But there is a huge need in this area that maybe we don't think about.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I always love to share this super quick story. But um, before the snow last year, we had a second grader. He came up to me. He said, "Miss Hannah, Miss Hannah, um, please pray that it doesn't snow. And for me, a snow day as a kid was like, "Woo, like right, yeah. rock on. I don't have to go to yes. school. Um, but he said, if we don't eat at school and we don't eat at City Youth, how are we going to eat? Mm-hmm. And that oh was that gosh. second grader's reality. And, man, that's right down the road here in Jonesboro. That's that's the reality that they face on a daily basis. And that's
1: heartbreaking oh. to think that they have to make those kind of decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if people want to find out more about City Youth, or maybe they want to sponsor one of those meals, and obviously if we could have a bunch of people that came together for that, that'd be awesome. Where can they get information
0: on that?
7: Yeah, so they can um, go to our social media. So, our Instagram is City Youth NEA, um, our Facebook is City Youth Ministries, and then our website at cityyouthnea.org.
1: Let's talk about the golf tournament because I think we know a lot of people are looking for reasons to go out and enjoy weather. Like we're sitting here September 25th for the golf tournament. It's going to be nice. Oh, it's September's be great. always pretty. Mm-hmm. People want a Monday off of work and they can get that and benefit city youth.
7: Oh, yeah, it's a two-for-one deal. I mean, no, it's
1: all—it's a, a whole deal. It's a whole deal. <laughs> uh, so it's a Fairway to the Future 2023 Golf Tournament, which is presented by Halsey Thrasher Harpole Real Estate Group. Uh, tell us about what this looks like.
7: So this is going to be our third year doing the event. And, man, every year I just, it gets better and better. And so um, we've got two flights going. Um, sponsorships are available through the end of this week um come out it's going to be a beautiful day um to golf and just to benefit city youth we also have a million dollar hole in one shot what yes
1: (laughs) a million dollar hole in one shot yep do you realize, like, we've heard a lot of hole-in-one shots. Oh, you can win this, or you can win a trip, or something like that. A million bucks? Oh,
7: no. This is real. It's a million-dollar hole-in-one shot. Oh, my gosh. And so the golfer would get um, 500000 and then 500000 would go back to City Youth. So talk about oh. a game-changer.
1: Dude, I'm going to try to learn golf, like, in the next five minutes.
7: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Take me on Google. How to golf. Yes.
1: So uh, sponsorshi- uh, sponsorship packages, if people want to do that. Same social outlets and all that stuff to find out more.
7: Yep, you can um, just go to that social media or HTH.
1: Are there different levels to that if people want to be sponsors? Let's say like it's an individual or it's a corporate sponsorship. Do you guys have that?
7: Oh yeah, so we have business sponsorships. We've got a multiple tiered sponsorship so there's really something for everybody.
1: Again, that event is the Fairway to the Future 2023 golf tournament which is presented by Halsey Thrasher Harpole Real Estate Group. It benefits City Youth Ministries. It happens on Monday, September the 25th at the Jonesboro Country Club. Find out more at cityyouthnea.org. And we appreciate you guys coming in this morning.
7: Man, thank you so much for having us. It's our pleasure.
1: Hannah Caddy, Kelsey Harris in studio. Kelsey, we didn't make you sing this time, but next time you're singing, all right?
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
4: welcome back, everybody. Powered by
0: Family Zinc.
4: We'll get back to the show. Now
0: back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: So we're joined this morning by Blake Gwynn from National Bank, who is always one of the happiest sounding people that we get to talk to. What's happening, man? Good morning. What's going on? How are y'all? Good. Hey, we're good. How are you this morning?
8: I'm doing terrific. Off to a good start so far. We'll see if we can change that here in a minute.
1: So yeah. Hey, I'll make sure to do that for you. Um, <laughs> I was looking at your week and you know we've, we've had the deal on the, on the radio for the last little bit about the Arkansas State Police Golf Tournament, um, the Swing for the Green Benefit, the Blue. And Blake, I'm looking up and this deal happens tomorrow.
8: Yes, it does. And we are really, really looking forward to it. You know, it seems like we talk about it for for so long. um, And and then it's just right here upon us just happens to be one of the prettiest weeks of the year so far. Uh, So we're looking forward to getting out there tomorrow.
1: So you planned that, right? You were dealing with the meteorologist and you figured out like months ago, this was going to be the weekend that was going to be nice.
8: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you plan a golf tournament in the middle of August that you're expecting great weather, (laughs) you know, mid eighties. And and, uh, so we always anticipate good weather in mid August and um, I, in all reality, I think this is probably the first year we've done this and not been expecting some kind of rain yeah. or, uh, or thunderstorm. So we are just really taking stock this morning. We're ready to go.
1: No, so when I walked outside this morning to come to work, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to sit outside because the humidity's down and the weather feels pretty. And even at the hottest point of the day yesterday, it was still, it was still nice outside. So that's exciting for you guys for tomorrow.
8: It really is. And, and you know, the, the Paraguay Country Club, which is where our tournament's held, is in beautiful shape they, they do such a good job taking care of that course and you know the opportunity it's going to be a little warmer tomorrow but it's still going to be a great day again for mid-august and um to be able to get out there and just be outside uh, we played a little golf after work yesterday and, and managed so nice and um to have good weather and to come out and then on top of it you know to get to do something for it's a really good cause and mm-hmm. uh, we try to show everybody a good time with with lots of giveaway items and stuff i mean it's it just it's setting up to be a really really good day
1: Let's talk about the cause, <clears throat> the Arkansas State Police Foundation, which is something that First National Bank has wanted to uh, you know raise money for for the last number of years. Why is this something that's important to you guys at First National?
8: Well, first of all, we, we have a lot of family members that uh, are, are either Arkansas uh, state troopers themselves, uh, but we have a lot of tie-ins to the community. You know, the, the Arkansas State Police Foundation um, is something that we've been very close to for a long time. The Brewer family feels very passionate about that. Um, But, I mean, the the Arkansas State Police Foundation is the supporting arm to these people that go out every day and put it all on the line to protect and serve us. So it's just a way to give back. Um, And and a lot of this, uh, the funds that we've had over the years have gone towards the precision driving track, uh, which actually benefits all first responders around the state. And, you know, I think we would all agree, absent a couple of other things, driving around towns is one of the most dangerous activities you could do. <laughs> and so if we can help them out with yes. that in any way, I think that's a great cause. Um, but it's been really a big deal to the Brewer family to be able to support that, that arm and support these folks that mean so much to us.
1: Hey, when you talk about that course, the driving course deal, what do they learn there? What do the troopers learn?
8: So, I mean, it, it's practical driving, so application, actual driving. Um, some of our funds have been used towards uh, a, a classroom um, that they can actually do some, you know, more textbook style learning, um, that, that then goes towards the practical application. But, you know, this is used for that precision driving element. And again, it's used by EMTs, mm-hmm. um, our local and, and, county police officers all across the state. It's used by everybody. Um, but a lot of our funds have been directed towards the more classroom element, um, there's a lot of studying that goes on um and allows them to kind of learn that um from a textbook side of things before it goes practical. Uh, but that's actually a really really cool deal. Um it's it's something that's relatively new to our state mm-hmm. and um I, we were really glad to get plugged into that project. When
1: you think about these these people who go out <clears throat> every single day, you know, state troopers and you mentioned EMTs or you know, local police or, or whatever, The idea that they go out there you know, and they basically put their lives on the line and they're out there to protect people. And that's their main mission is it's not to go out and try to find people who are doing bad things. It's to be there to protect the people who are doing the right things. Uh, And I think it's important. I think it's really cool that you guys step up for them. Again, the tournament is happening. It's the Arkansas State Police Foundation Golf Tournament. Swing for the green, benefit the blue. It happens tomorrow at the Paragould Country Club. Now, I know, Blake, we're kind of late as far as, as talking to you about um, teams. Are, are you guys completely full at this point on teams?
8: We are completely full. Um, and we have a wait list. So the, yeah. the, the idea of getting in on it right now is probably not um, going to happen, but mm-hmm. we do have a lot of, I mean, we will take any sponsors we can get, yep. um, you know, also too, you want to benefit the Arkansas state police foundation. If this is something you want to, um, to be a part of, you know, you can also purchase through the foundation and you can just go to their website uh, to, to purchase the, the decals. You see these people with the decals on the back of their cars. Um, you know, that is a, a donation you can make that supports the cause. We'll be selling them at the tournament, uh, you know, if you just want to support this foundation and what they do. So there's a lot of ways to be supportive of the foundation, not just through our tournament, but but through, uh, you know, showing your support and obviously you can let everybody know that. So if you're ever driving around and you see those little decals in mm-hmm. the back of people's cars, that means they're a supporter of the Arkansas State Police Foundation. We'll be selling those at the tournament. And and if you want to get involved that way, you can sponsor our tournament or you can go to their website and purchase those.
1: Let's talk about just the community outreach and the idea that as I was looking through your social media, you guys had so many people who gave to this event, giveaways, sponsorships. Like The community really came together for this one. And I think that, that really says a lot about the work that you guys are doing together.
8: I, I do, I, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, this has been such a big deal. This is our, our sixth annual, and and from the second we started it, people just engaged, and it, it was unbelievable to watch people kind of rally around the event the way that they did. And and you know, First National Bank's kind of a family affair. We 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 always pull together, and and everybody from from our vendors. I mean, NEA Turf Care uh, has given us a very nice uh, lawnmower to give away that we'll be giving away when we're out there. I mean not not small stuff i mean and and obviously we take everything down if you want to give a dollar, we'll take a dollar but I mean people are given these huge items to help us out, and they don't hesitate you know and 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 that that just means so much because um it is such a a good cause, and these people go out and they do it, and, and they get minimal. It's, it, at times, it's a completely thankless job. Mm. And, and you know, to be able to do that, but it, it's not just about First National Bank. I mean, our partners and our family members and the people who are affiliated with our bank don't hesitate to just give in a big way for this tournament. It's raised over $100,000 every single year. We're going to probably cross the half-a-million-dollar raise mark this year. It's really wild when you think about it, it being such a new, young tournament and, and raising the funds that it does.
1: Again, it's First National Bank's Arkansas State Police Foundation Golf Tournament. Swing for the Green, Benefit the Blue. It happens tomorrow at the Paragould Country Club. If you want to find out more about the decals, you can go to ASPfoundation.com. But, Blake, if people want to reach out, let's say there's somebody who's like, I want to do a last-minute sponsorship, how can they get in touch with you guys?
8: Yeah, you can call us at eight seven zero 215 4000 You're looking for Neely Camp. You can also ask for Blake Gwynn. Uh, You can also go to our website, uh, fnbank.net slash ASPF, and uh, you can fill out the uh, form if you would like to sponsor, and we'll get you hooked up uh, as quick as we can.
1: You had the chance to see Tony Futrell lately?
8: Man, I'm going to tell you what, I may just walk down there and tell him hello right now.
1: You go tell him hello, because the last time I needed something like I've done every time I've ever needed something from a bank, I go to Tony Futrell, and he gets me hooked up. So. I'm going to say he's
8: a treasure. We're glad to have him. Yeah.
1: Hey, they're glad to have you as well. Blake Gwynn joins us uh, this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Have a great morning, man.
8: Hey, y'all too. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome
4: back, everybody. Powered
0: by Family Zinch.
4: We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We are joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro and Vet-Care.com. Back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Good doctor. What do we find you working on this morning?
3: Hey, we're checking a dog with a skin issue.
1: Ooh, we've had a dog before that got those, and it's been years. But you know those hot spots that some dogs would get? Yes. Those things, when they start to to spread, if you don't get those early, those hot spots are crazy to control.
3: I know. You can see something the size of a nickel, and then the next morning it could be the size of, you know, three or four inches across. I mean, they really do cause some superficial irritation, inflammation in the
1: skin very quickly. And hair loss. So I think one of the dogs, I can't remember if it might've been a St. Bernard or something that we dealt with that with. Um, And is that painful for the dog when they have that skin issue?
3: It's pretty painful. It'd just be like, almost like an abrasion, you know, a deep abrasion. If you, you know, split in the con on the concrete, I'm sure it feels like that to them. Mm. Uh, When that top layer of epithelium is gone, those nerve endings are exposed and it's, you know, it's itchy and they want to scratch at it or lick at it and it just aggravates it and makes it even worse.
1: Golly. So what does the issue look like that you're dealing with this morning?
3: It was just a little, it looks like a superficial uh, bacterial infection, probably a little staph infection.
1: So should we look, because I mean, I don't typically think unless we notice something's wrong, probably a lot of us aren't checking the skin of our pets. Should we do that more often?
3: You know, it's a good idea once or twice a week just to, you know, check, check their skin underneath their, ab, you know, the abdominal area, uh, behind their ears, you know, um, check, check, see if you see any flea droppings on, on your pet, uh, and in, in summer months, uh, early, or, well, spring to late summer, early fall, that's when we see the, most commonly see the hot spots, and, um, you know, high humidity probably contributes to some, that to it too, and we've had plenty of that lately, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's a good idea at least once a week to just kind of, you know, put your hands on your pet and kind of backward part the hair mm-hmm. and. You know, check for any kind of lesions, any scabs or bumps or uh, flea droppings, anything like that.
1: These last couple days have not been nearly as humid, and I can tell you, I can tell a difference in our dogs, uh, because now when they go out, they don't come right back Mm -hmm. to the door. They want to go out there and run the yard and play.
3: Yeah, this is ideal weather right now. Yeah, my dogs are doing the same thing. Either they're out, come right back in, and this time, you know, they'll kind of wander around the yard (laughs) and sniff things and... Roll and you know have, have a good time
1: so do they feel the humidity like we do the same way that we would you know because sometimes I wonder uh, what do we experience that's similar, like do they know when they walk outside and it's ninety six and the heat index is one hundred and ten that it's miserable
3: yes, and and they probably feel it even worse than we do because the only way they cool their body is by panning, and you know when the humidity is that high, uh, it's hard for them to dissipate body heat because they're exhaling. You know, damp, uh, warm air from their body. And, you know, it's coming out of their body at probably 100 degrees and it's going into the external environment at 100 degrees plus. So it's really hard for them to cool. And that's why they don't stay out very long. Golly.
1: So what do you have for us this week for Wet Nose Wednesday?
3: No, I saw this. I was up at the cabin this weekend. And of course, we had a lot of rain up there. um, And it rained actually. I guess uh, both Friday and Saturday, heavy rain, uh, uh, Sunday morning, actually. Um, And I noticed these mushrooms had popped up all over my front yard there. And I'm always, you know, every dog I've had, I'm always, when I see mushrooms, I try to pick them up and dispose of them because... You know, most dogs, they see that and they think it's something that hasn't been out there and uh, something new. And, you know, a lot of dogs will eat those. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I read somewhere there's probably over 10,000 species of mushrooms in the United States, but there's only about 100 of them that are toxic. And um, I'm not, you know, good at identifying mushrooms to determine which ones are safe and which ones are poisonous. But uh, I do know that. You know, a lot of them, we do see this uh, death cap mushroom very commonly in this area. And uh, late summer, early fall is a common time for these mushrooms to come up. So if, if you see your pet, and cats aren't as bad at eating them, but they can and they can eat mushrooms, but dogs especially. Mm-hmm. If you see them mushroom, consider it a, actually a medical emergency, uh, and they should be treated immediately. You seek immediate care any wild mushroom that they eat, because it, a lot of these can cause liver failure or, and or kidney failure, um, and um, it can, you can see clinical signs within 15 to 30 minutes after they ingest it, uh, but, you know, it could be delayed up to a day, even, and it may take two to three days to see evidence of uh, liver and kidney failure. And, You know, once they eat the mushroom, the common first signs you see are drooling or vomiting, and they can have abdominal pain and diarrhea, maybe weakness, lethargy. Um, If there's some of the hallucinogenic mushrooms, uh, you know, they could have, you know, like uh, ataxia and uncoordinated movements where they may stumble, they may act disoriented. And then in the end, in latter stages, if it is a toxic mushroom, they, you know, can have increased drinking and uh, urination. Uh, you might see a yellow discoloration to their gums or the sclera of their eyes, and then even tremors and seizures. So that's why it's important to, uh, to get, get them in and, and see, as, see as soon as possible. And the first thing I would do would be give something to cause vomiting and try to, you know, get the contents out of the stomach to limit absorption of, of whatever potential toxin is in that mushroom. And uh, then we usually will do some baseline blood work and check it every every day or two, um, and hopefully, if you know if we've eliminated the the product from the stomach and, and there is minimal absorption, they won't progress onto uh, to the liver issues. But uh, some of these mushrooms are are, are deadly, basically, and they uh, you know we may also give them some activated charcoal after they vomit to to bind any additional toxin that's still present in the stomach. Um, so, you know, don't, don't just think, oh, you know, there's some mushrooms out there and, you know, keep an eye if you let your dogs out and you have mushrooms in the yard, make sure they don't eat it. Um, because definitely it's, uh, you know, I've seen some pretty se- severe, um, symptoms and unfortunately some, uh, fatalities in dogs that have ingested mushrooms. So it's, uh, you know, they're, they're out there and especially after the rain, like we've had, You know, they can pop up overnight. So, uh, you know, just be cognizant of the fact that, you know, dogs see something that wasn't there the day before and and they may think it's food or something to chew on or play with. So, uh, you know, hair on the side of caution and try to remove them if you can.
1: Y'all, he's here with great advice every single Wednesday. It is The Man You Need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro, vet care.com, and of course on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, thanks for another Wet Nose Wednesday.
3: Hey, we'll talk to you next Wednesday.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
4: welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Inc. We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: All right, we're joined this morning by Melissa Martin, who is in studio from El Centro, Hispano. Welcome into the studio.
4: Thank y'all. I'm glad to be here.
1: You doing all right this morning?
4: Yes, the weather is so great. Everyone's been talking about how great Mm -hmm. the weather is. So I'll just keep on (laughs) Keep that yeah. going.
1: <laughs> so uh, how does your morning start? Like, what does your day look like when you start your day?
4: Oh, I wake up and I just like hit the ground running because I'm already running late. Are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wake up and I'm going, oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait until I get home and take a nap. Yeah. That's the first thing that goes through my yeah. head.
4: As I wake up, it's up.
1: So uh, we wanted to talk to you about El Centro, Hispano, uh, multiple reasons. But I guess uh, the main thing is you have Spanish classes that start uh, coming up on Monday night. But for people who are new to the community or people who maybe haven't heard of El Centro Hispano or people like me who always just termed it as, hey, that's the Hispanic Center they're doing great work and we're fundraising for that. Uh, What do you guys do?
4: Uh, Well, we serve the Northeast Arkansas and surrounding areas for the Hispanic community. Um, We offer um, citizenship classes, English classes. We have a prenatal and postnatal program for expecting mothers. We do like identification cards if they need something like that for work. uh, Just anything that the Hispanic Center, the Hispanic community would need, the Center offers.
1: So, and I don't know, maybe I maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but it seems to me that as time goes on we see that the Hispanic community in Northeast Arkansas continues to grow. Yes,
4: it's, we're becoming a big melting pot. So we have all, all members of the community, and we're happy to be a part of it.
1: Well, I think it's neat that you guys are there to help people. Let's say they're new to town, right? They end up in Northeast yeah. Arkansas. And they're like, hey, what do I do? Where do I go? I need to do this. Or, you know, for those of us who want to be able to communicate, yes. um, you know, for, let's say, you know, English-speaking people, Uh, We're like, hey, I believe at this point we should be able to communicate with the Hispanic population and bring them into business. I think it's smart for business to be able to do that. Of
4: course. Yes. It's it's always great to, um, you know, have a, a relationship with everyone in the community.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about these Spanish classes that start on Monday. What does this look like?
4: Um, well, the classes are from 5.30 to 7.30, and there's eight sessions, so you get really immersed in it. It's it's weekly, so you'll have a commitment for eight weeks mm-hmm. to really get a good grasp on the basic understanding of the Spanish language.
1: Well, and again, for those of us who want to communicate, or and I talk to a lot of people with, with it who are advertising and have mm-hmm. different messages who are like, hey, I want to reach out to the Hispanic population because there are— so many Hispanic-speaking yes. uh, people here in the area. So if people want to take the class, what do they need to do for that?
4: Uh, they can give us a call at 870-931-1884. Uh, we'll get you registered, and we provide all the materials. It's $130 for the the classes and the materials, and we would love to have y'all join us.
1: So if people want to find out more and they kind of want to read up on El Centro Hispano, where can they get that information? Uh,
4: we have a Facebook and an Instagram page. It's They're both Hispanic. His, Centro Hispano in Arkansas, um, and our website is CentroHispanoArkansas.com.
1: I think it's so funny. One of the first things I said to Melissa was, hey, educate me on why I always had called the, the company, the the Hispanic, the organization, I guess. Yes, really we're company. a nonprofit. Yeah, so why did I always call it the Hispanic Center? And you said that a lot of people, that's how we all yeah, it. Yeah,
4: it, it kind of just became like a little nickname. So that's the El Centro Hispano is the Hispanic Center in Spanish.
1: And that's what I was trying to figure out. She's like, well, let me explain it to you, yes. Brandon. Here's how this <laughs> works out. So the original name, it was never known as the Hispanic Center.
4: No, it's uh, Hispanic Community Services Incorporated. That was
1: the original name. And we all called it the wrong thing.
4: So now we're going to call it El Centro. (laughs) We made it easier.
1: Yeah, so you really took what we all called it and just turned it into Spanish. Again, the Spanish classes start this coming Monday. You can find out more at CentroHispanoArkansas.com. And Melissa Martin joins us this morning in studio on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc.
0: Great to see you this morning.
4: Thank you all. Wake wake up. Wake up.
0: Wake wake up. Oh, yeah. Time to wake up. It's the most fun way to start your day. Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
1: Hey, keep in mind, you guys can always check us out on the podcast. It's available anywhere and everywhere you get podcasts. So If it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play, we're there. We're also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those different things. All you have to do is search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly wherever you get podcasts. And Kelly Perry. What's on TV tonight? This
2: is exciting. On TV tonight, well, Netflix, Depp versus Heard, a series featuring Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's testimony side by side for the first time. So people will probably be delving into that. That's going to be wild. The second season finale of The Wonder Years, the first season finale of Gordon Ramsay's Food Stars. Tonight's schedule also includes Nancy Drew and Riverdale.
1: Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.